0: The following is a recording of a sermon given at All Saints Lutheran Church in Ottawa, Canada. For additional messages and more information, visit allsaintslutheran.ca.
1: When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a, a sound like a mighty Rushing wind, and uh, it filled the entire house where they were sitting. <clears> one <throat> and the divided tongues as fire, of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them uterines. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude, multitude came together and they were uh, be, uh, bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed, astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear? each of us in his own native language. Parthians and the Middles, and the Elamites and the residents of Mesopotamia, Potamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and the Asia, uh Phrygia and Pamphylia Egypt and the part of the Libya uh, belonging to the to Cyrene and the visitors from Rome both Jews and the proselytes uh, and the Greek and the Arabians, we hear them telling in our own language the mighty works of God, and all were amazed and the perplexed, saying to one another, "What does this mean?" But others, mocking, said. They are filled with the new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my word. for these people are not drunk. As you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And uh, in the last days it shall be, God declares that I will pour my poor out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see vision and all your old men shall dream dreams. <clears throat> Even on my uh, male servants and the female Servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens above, and the sign on the earth below, blood and the fire and the viper of smoke. The sun shall be turned to the darkness. And the moon to blood, to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and the magnificent day, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As you yourself know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan. Um, And for knowledge of God, you crucified and uh, killed by the hand of lawless men. God raised him up, losing the pang of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David said concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon uh, my soul to headers, or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the path of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with the confidence about the patriarch, David, that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day, being therefore a prophet and knowing uh, that God had uh, sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of Christ that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses. Being therefore, Exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He has poured out this that you yourself are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens. But he himself says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I, I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the houses, house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him <clears throat> both Lord and Christ, this Jesus, whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and uh, <clears throat> you will receive the gift of Holy Spirit. For the promise uh, is for you and for your children and for all who are, are far off. Everyone who whom the Lord our God calls to Himself, and uh, with many other words He before witnesses and continue to exhort them, saying, "Save yourself from this crooked generation." So those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 souls and they (coughs) devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and the the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the the prayers and the uh, how came upon every soul. How we, and the many wonders and the signs were being done through the apostle. And all who believed were together and they had all things in common. Common, And they were selling their possession and the predominance and distributing to the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and the breaking bread in their homes, they will receive their food with a glad and the generous heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved.
0: Thank you, Christina, so much for doing that and reading for us this very important passage that uh tell explains to us what happened on that day of Pentecost. There was a normal it was a normal Jewish festival, one of the three major ones through the years, but this occurrence of it, it was unlike any other before or since. As God, the Father, responded to what Jesus did by dying on the cross, rising from the dead, he ascended to heaven, and then about 10 days later, as the believers were gathered in Jerusalem, waiting. As Jesus had instructed them to, he poured out his Holy Spirit upon them and uh, marked the the beginning of this new stage of God's plans and purposes in the world. And we are still in that stage today. And we have access to that same Holy Spirit, that same power of God through the Holy Spirit as, as they had. And so last week, in preparation for this week, we talked about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament to see how uh, people were, were um, I don't want to say trained by, but how the, how the people of God were prepared for this great event and for all that it, it would mean when the day would come when the Holy Spirit would be poured out upon God's people. <clears throat> We saw last week how uh, the Holy Spirit is so much a part of not only creation, the bringing the universe into existence, but also recreation in the, the great anticipation of God setting all things right. Because of sin, our first parents' disobedience to God in the Garden of Eden, God's curse came upon the whole creation, not just the people, but the whole creation. And God said that through his Spirit one day, he would restore people to himself, and he would set everything right in the creation again. And most of the promises of of anticipation of God's great restoration through the power of his Spirit uh, was focused on the people of Israel. But then there are hints, and we looked at, at, at some of them last week. Uh, one particular one in Isaiah chapter 11 that speaks about how this act of great restoration that God would do through the Messiah who we now know to be the Lord Jesus, that that great act of restoration um, would include the transformation of the nations and in our own our own small fellowship we see the fruits of what God had, had foretold as the nations are gathering in this little corner of Ottawa that we are just like in those early days of of, of the church in the book of Acts, um, we, have, we have Jews and Gentiles, Gentiles meaning nations, people from so many different nations, tribes and languages gathered. Even though we seem to be just a handful, we are evidence that the Word of God is true And it's so important for us, as we encounter his word, to understand what it's really saying to us. And so we want to continue this morning by looking at the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. And not so much an exhaustive study of everything the New Testament says uh, uh, about the Holy Spirit, but to look at some key passages that explain to us some of what the Spirit does and wants to do in our lives. And I want to give credit to uh, last week, as you know, several of us attended the Set Free Retreat, and there was uh, a, a section of there's one teaching near the end. The fact it was the final teaching on the Holy Spirit, and there was this uh, list of passages that the the teacher shared with us. And so I've expanded on that a little bit um, to give a little bit of the context of each one of these scriptures, and that's what I'm planning to do uh, this, for the remainder of um, my my talk this morning. We're going to look at some of these passages that refer to the Holy Spirit, talk about them a little bit. Uh, If everything goes well, I'm going to bring them up on the screen, and then I'll comment on them. But before I continue any further, let me pray. Our Father, we thank you again for your Word, and that it is inspired by your Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit who lives in the hearts and lives of believers. We pray that you would speak to us through him this morning. Please guide me in my presentation and help us to receive what you have for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So let's see. I'm going to get this going here. So The first thing we're going we're to look at is... John three verses five through eight, and see that the Holy Spirit births us into God's family. Jesus answered, Truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is is sorry, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, excuse me, <clears throat> Do not marvel that i say to you you must be born again the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes so it is with everyone who is born of the spirit you perhaps remember last week i mentioned that both in the hebrew old testament and the greek new testament the words translated in english as spirit can also be translated as wind or breath and here uh, the Lord uses an illustration about how the wind works. You see its evidence. you can't tell where it's come from, where it's going. you can't even see it at all, but you see its work, and so it's the same thing with how we come into relationship with God. This is not something that we can make happen. I believe there's response I believe there's um the way we interact with God is very important. We'll be talking about that more but becoming god's children is something that the spirit accomplishes and without that spiritual birth we cannot be made right with god we are not made right with god we cannot know him as we should we cannot understand his 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 word we cannot have fellowship with him in prayer what uh, my wife robin shared earlier in the kids message is is so apt with in relationship to this we can hear god and he hears us because of the work of his spirit in our lives. And if any of you have never come into this spiritual rebirth, because guess it's a spiritual birth, your first spiritual birth. You may have been, you may have gone to church your whole life. You may have gone through all the motions of and, and all the right things that, that we confess our sins, right? So I guess we never do all the right things. Uh, But if you don't have an intimate relationship with God through the Lord Jesus yet, you can today, and I would be very happy to talk to you about that. Let's go to the next next one. Okay, The uh, the next one is the Holy Spirit gives us access to the Father. This is Ephesians 2:17 through 21. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him we have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. So how is it that we have access to the Father? How is it that we could have an intimate relationship with him? How is it that we could come into his throne room? The Bible teaches that. The book of Hebrews, we could boldly come before his throne of grace. How is it? Well, just like it's the Spirit who births us into god's family it's by the spirit that we have access to the father next one sorry this one you can get this up here right this is ephesians chapter 1 verses 15 through 21 the holy spirit helps us understand god's word Paul is writing here again. This is earlier in the letter that I just read a moment ago. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, And what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places? For above all rule, sorry, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. I have in my time uh, with... All Saints past two and a half years or so. Um, I've I've read this passage more than once and shared from it. I think it's so important because Paul here in the book of Ephesians is writing to a group of believers in this major uh, town uh, in uh, modern day Turkey, and they've come into a a true relationship with God. So they they could look at John chapter three where it speaks about spiritual rebirth or spiritual birth. And it's a box that they could check off, so to speak. Yes, we have experienced this. But Paul uh, saw that they were lacking in their understanding of who God really was and what the implications were of what he had done through Jesus and what he's done through the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And so he was praying for them that they would come into a greater experience. The beginning of of the... service we sang open the eyes of my heart lord it's taken from this passage in ephesians 1 uh in this case we're praying the same prayer that paul was praying for ourselves that we would come into this uh in a sense you've heard the term enlightenment it's really sad that in Jesus, we are to be the enlightened people. There are, there are various religions where they focus on enlightenment. That's you know, coming into the full knowledge of reality of God and of life. Well, that's a gift that God wants to give to us. And it, and one of the things I've, I've struggled with is I've been working through some of these things, and I've been doing for weeks now. I was doing that series called Heavenly People, where we were looking at what it really means to be God's children, because Jesus rose from the dead, and His power, the power of the resurrection, lives in us. That's what it says in Ephesians one, um, and yet we don't seem to be experiencing that power. And, and one of the, the obstacles to that is the idea that I think a lot of us have. That if we've said the right prayers and we've gone to the right church and we checked some of the the right boxes, then everything will just take care of itself. But the New Testament doesn't teach that. Paul, Paul didn't go, uh, thank you God that you're just going to work it all out for the Ephesians, amen. No, he saw that there was a lack there. And so he prayed earnestly to the Father that they would come into an enlightenment in the spirit, that they would really know what their inheritance actually was. That they would really know the power of the Holy Spirit in your lives, in their lives. And um, as as your pastor, I need to be praying more that this prayer for Paul and prayed for all of us that we would all come into this kind of knowledge. And we need it now like never before. Uh, we're living in a very dark time, and I believe it's going to get a lot darker. I believe it can get brighter. But it looks like it's going to get a lot darker. But as it says in Philippians, we're supposed to shine like stars in this dark world. Uh, Paul was writing, and Jesus lived in a time that was very, very dark. Very we, People are concerned about the oppressive nature of some of the, the government regulations that we've had to endure. And it might get a lot more restrictive with or without COVID. Um, well, believers have lived in much more restrictive times. People in the world today, in different parts of the world, are living in far more restrictive uh, situations than we are, and yet they can live vibrant, powerful, Holy Spirit uh, infused lives, and how much more are we in, in, in our situation? And so uh, the Holy Spirit helps us to understand God's Word, helps us to understand who God really is. Not only that, let's go to the next one. Here's Romans 8, verses 26 to 27. The Holy Spirit helps us in prayer. We sang earlier, we are not alone. And and the reality of God being with us is, is demonstrated in so many ways. Let's read this. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought. For the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This tells us that when we go to pray, we don't really know what to pray, but God does. And if we've been born by the Holy Spirit, then when we go to pray, we are not doing that alone. But we're actually engaging God's Holy Spirit who is working in our hearts to lead us in prayer. And I want to say to us this morning, don't fight it. You might find yourself being overcome with various burdens. You might think they're just emotions. You might go to pray and you might wonder, why do I feel like crying? Well, let it out. Let that which is burdening in your heart out, because it's very likely that this is the Holy Spirit groaning within you to lead you in prayer. We need to be careful not to simply follow a program or just to follow what we've always done, but allow God to work in us the prayers that He wishes to pray, pray through us by His Spirit. Let's go to the next one. This is Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. We see here how the Holy Spirit empowers us to minister. Minister is a a fancy word for serving or working, that God has things for us to do uh, that only He can actually do, but He wants to do through us by His Spirit. This is before uh, the passage that Christina read for us, uh, as Jesus is getting ready to uh, ascend to heaven acts chapter 1 verses 6 through 11 so when they had come together they asked him lord will you at this time restore the kingdom to israel he said to them it's not for you to know times your seasons that the father is fixed by his own authority but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and all judea and samaria and to the end of the earth and when they had when they had said these things as they were looking up he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight and while they were gazing into heaven as he went behold two men stood by them in white robes and said men of galilee why do you stand looking into heaven this jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven well there are so much there's so much in these few verses um first the fact that they were asking about the restoration of israel and some people think that jesus Uh, answer here is basically saying, you don't know what you're talking about, but he simply says to them, you don't know the the timing of things. And God is still planning to restore Israel as he promised, stemming all the way back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the coming of the Holy Spirit is is anything but uh, a negation or contradiction to the expectation of the restoration of the Jewish people. In fact, it's all part of a a surprisingly long process to do that, and part of that is the ingathering of the nations under the, in the power of the Holy Spirit. We see here the promise that what Peter did in, in the next chapter, in the powerful message that he gave, and 3,000 Jewish people came to the Lord that day, that that power, that conviction... Um, all came by the Holy Spirit, and that same power in the Holy Spirit is available to you and me today. We cannot be the people of God on our own. That power comes from the Holy Spirit, and so we must depend upon Him to do that which God is calling us to do today. One more. This is Galatians chapter 15, no, chapter 5, verses 15 through 26 where we see that there's a process that God brings us into by His Spirit to develop godly character in us. It starts off uh, negatively. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. And this shows these are true believers in the city of Galatia, just like what's happening in Ephesians. These are people that truly knew God. Uh, They were birthed of the Holy Spirit, and yet they were not they were not exhibiting godly character. Verse 16, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Now the works of the flesh are evidence, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions. Now, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, as I warned you before, it's not the first time, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So again, there is no sense in Paul's writings or anywhere else in the Bible that if you come into a legitimate Holy Spirit experience, that godliness is going to be automatic. It's it it'd be nice if it's automatic. Just receive the Holy Spirit, believe in Jesus, and just sit back and watch God work. And there are people that even he teach that, you know, the more you get out of the way, then the more God's going to uh show Himself in our lives. And and yeah, we can get it in the way in the wrong way. But according to Paul, there's things we're supposed to not do, and there's things that we're supposed to do, that, God's, that the fruit of the Holy Spirit the, uh, would be seen in our lives. And so, sadly, contrary to what I think a lot of people have heard, and this, believe it or not, is, 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 is actually controversial. And some people are going to have trouble with this little thing that I'm about to say right now. How we live matters. Well isn't it all about faith. Well, faith is the core. Faith is the foundation. Faith is the root. but it matters how we live. If it didn't matter how we live, then what I just read would make no sense whatsoever. Paul was telling them, stop doing that and do something else. Now there have been ways, that God's people have tried to be godly and tried to be spiritual. And some of these ways have been very misguided. And we talk about trying to be saved by works. There is an approach to God that is not helpful and is it's destructive and it's ill-informed. It's misguided. But there is a way God is calling us to live our lives. There's a lifestyle that we're called to adopt that makes all the difference between cooperating with His Spirit or going against the Holy Spirit. And so next week, we're going to look at this a little more closely and see um, how we get in the way of what God is seeking to do in our lives and how we could be more in the way, if you're listening by audio, I don't know if this is if, if this is going to make sense. There's an in the way with God, walking with God. There's a way to walk with God that His Spirit can be ex- expressed through us in the way that He wants. And so pray for me as I prepare for uh, for for that. I think it's so crucial. It's part of what we've been exploring in the past several weeks, going back uh, to. Um, to that other series that i mentioned heavenly people and uh it was much of what we were taught in the set free retreat uh and legitimately so that there are things that get in the way and there's ways that we can cooperate with god to see him bear great fruit in our lives and make us effective for him in the way that he wants and it's so crucial especially in our day so let's pray our father we thank you for the outpouring of your holy spirit and for all the things that he does and seeks to do in our lives. We pray that he would be evident through us. Father, forgive us for the way we get in the way in the wrong way, and how we're not walking in your way in the way that we should. Please help us, Lord, to turn us in the right direction at this time, especially on uh, this day of Pentecost, that um, our relationship with you would be renewed and that we would experience a fresh outpouring of your Spirit. Please come, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. For additional messages and more information, please visit us on the web at allsaintslutheran.ca.